0: Pat. What happens when a nerdy data analyst slash theater kid builds a network of YouTube channels with over 36 million subscribers, and then after 12 years, they decide to sell it all? I'm Anthony Padilla, and I spent a day with Pat to find out Matthew Pat. Hey, hey, sir. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. Now, where were we? You just sold your YouTube channels. Yes. How many channels was that? Four channels. Yeah. Thirty, what, five, six million subscribers. <sighs> Holy fuck. The
1: the whole theorist business is in someone else's hands. I sold it all. A hundred percent? I still participate in the parent company now, so I still do have ownership in the overall business. Uh-huh. But it's just like the level up of the business. Okay. But yeah, no, at the end of the day, all decisions that are made, I am I'm a consultant, I'm an advisor, I am there to help out as best I can to steward, theorist forward with all the right directions,
0: but the decisions are ultimately in someone else's hands. Are you allowed to talk about how much money you sold the company for? No,
1: but I can say that we made sure that it was a number that we were happy with. Yeah, It was everything that we were hoping to get out of it, mm-hmm. and we made sure that our team was taken care of in the process. Mm-hmm. But your experience with Defi and selling Smosh, I think is is a, a signal for everyone who comes afterward of like what you should be looking out for. Learning the lessons from you and your experience was so important in in all the negotiations that
0: we had mm. going in. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that our experience could at least be a good example yeah. of the yeah. things to to look out for. Yeah. Uh, and for anyone watching that doesn't know, what happened was YouTube was changing a lot of things, and I had this fear that you know we had been doing. YouTube for six years at that time, and yeah. it was the wild west. And it was mm-hmm. like at any point anything could collapse. Everything that I built was gonna be gone. Yeah. And then we started talking to this company who was coming in, and they were like, "Hey, you know, not only can we give you theoretical uh, stock dollars, yeah. we can also help you with." Production. We can help you launch these channels. And at that time, I was I was coding the entire website, PHP, my SQL, is it my sequel? Yeah, my SQL. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I was like, I cannot focus on making videos if I'm doing all this stuff. Right. And They had a whole team that could take care of that, yep. plus so many other things, yep. helping us launch channels. They yep. can do all this data analysis. Literally, you know what what you did. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> what I, you did. That's
1: where I step into the story.
0: <laughs> you uh-huh. you were their data analysis that. Yeah. Could you know look at why things were performing well, why they weren't. Yep. You knew all the ins and outs of everything yep. that was going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. with YouTube's algorithm at the time. Yep. They also offered a salary mm-hmm. and I was like, let's do it. This seems like we have so many opportunities, yeah. so many great things that can be going on behind the scenes because there's this company overseeing all of it while all I get to do at that point is write. Yeah. It act in my stuff. Fortunately, that kind of pulled me away from the the overall view yeah. of what this actually meant.
1: Right, exactly. And and to be fair, I mean, like, I don't know how much of your story came prior to Defy versus after Defy, but like Smosh 2, Smosh Games, the website. I mean, like, you guys did a lot of stuff and you did it really well as an employee of yeah the 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 company that was defy the problem was twofold right similar to all the mcn's back in the day they tried to do too much yes they tried to deliver value uh, at all of these different things and really was only good at one thing which was like selling Ads in front of your yeah. videos, right? Like they were real. Defy, for all their faults, was good at that.
0: They were really good at that. They were great at coming to us with, like, you know, like our Assassin's Creed Three yeah. video was sponsored. Yep. It has a hundred million views because we got full freedom because Defy was there to kind of, uh, you know, broker that deal and make sure that we had full freedom to do mm-hmm. whatever we wanted. Yep. And that was amazing. And I feel like that is where they were really good at what they did. Yep. But you know, on top of you saying, you know, they were really great at also yep. launching a bunch of things. Yes. Too many things, and oh, we yeah. we were the butt of that because yeah we were constantly told hey we have this new thing oh, but it's going to bring a lot of money for the company and you know you have stock in the company the yeah. more money that you bring in the yep. more of them, and then we were like guilted yep. into participating in every single thing that they brought us yep. so it was like yep. games comic book it was a movie yep. it was a cartoons channel <laughs> shut up cartoons, <laughs> shut up cartoons. Smash
1: babies yes I you were working there so at that time many damn you episodes. It was my job. Okay, I'm a fan of your. Content. No, it's because you I, loved it. Yeah, s- s- shut up cartoons. There were some bangers on shut up. There cartoons. were some bangers. There were some bangers on shut up cartoons. Yeah. Smosh Babies was one of the better ones for sure. Yeah. But
0: yeah. But I, I, you
1: know, it's
0: <laughs> like it was Rugrats on crack. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. Crack is. Crack is, is the appropriate, it. unfortunate it, word. It is. It is very um, accurate
1: to what that show was. Wow, I, man, you are dredging up
0: so many repressed memories. It ended up being a, a shit storm of hundred-hour work weeks with. Barely any break on the weekends. It was constantly replying to yeah. emails and meetings. I can, like, looking back at the content, clearly see a shift right around there, 2014 to 2015, mm-hmm. where it was. I just hated it. You said that you you looked in from the outside and mm-hmm. saw some of the mistakes that we made. Yeah. How did you take all of that into account? You know, to ensure that you're not going to get three to four years down the line and yeah. see that the company who purchased you, Lunar X. Um, they, they could, if they wanted to be like, nope, everything's different. you're yeah. doing this, you're doing this. Like how did you prevent that from happening?
1: I think a lot of it, again, it goes to their expertises versus our expertises, right? Yeah. And so for us, we we made it very clear to them, and they they know that us and our team are, we know our audience. We know YouTube. A lot of the partners that we talked to, right, mm-hmm. didn't understand that concept, right? They wanted to break us apart and sell us for parts, or they only wanted the yeah. gaming, they only respected the gaming side mm-hmm. of what we did. And the way the conversations with Lunar X started were one, they're like, hey, we want to hear about your audience mm-hmm. and we want to learn about your content and the value of your content from your perspective. They are consultants, first and foremost, I I like to think, where they're looking to optimize, streamline, and expand what we do rather than us slotting into a larger company. And and the other thing too is like things that we've done to ensure it like we made sure contractually that our, our team is protected, you know, they cannot be removed from their positions for a certain amount of time unless mm. something, you know, obviously egregious happens, right? You know, we ensured that Steph and I are still CEO and COO of Theorist for the foreseeable future. But
0: well, that's only for a certain amount of time sure. that that's at least in contractual writing, right?
1: Yeah, 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 100%. There's only so much that you can guarantee for a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. right? And the ecosystem changes and evolves so much so quickly. Yeah. You know, at this point, what, we're, we're five generations deep into YouTube yeah. at this point, which is, which is crazy to think What about. are the generations again? Oh, do, you, the gen- do you have them off the top of your head? Oh, yeah, of course. The generations, <laughs> I love this. This is one of my favorites. Gen 1 uh, was the era of the viral video. Yes.
0: So the this, cat video. Yeah, this
1: was your keyboard cats. This was yeah. Day Chocolate Rain. This was the stuff that you sent to your friend via email being like, whoa, have you seen this crazy video? We
0: started in that era and we yeah. had one. We had one of those, mm-hmm. the Pokemon theme song music video. Yep. I remember Ian and I going to Taco Bell, celebrating 100,000 views on a video. Yeah. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Feast yeah. yeah. of Kings. Feast of Kings. Nachos <laughs> Belgrande. Tacos and Massive 32 ounce Mountain Dew that you could refill forever. See,
1: I was a three taco man myself hard oh, shell yeah. or soft shell?
0: Oh, hard. Yeah. 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 You gotta have that fun. Oh, Excellent. Have you ever had it go down your throat and like it a little caught. tiny piece of shell gets caught because it goes <laughs> yeah. down a diagonal angle? <laughs> yeah. it's and like, you're, a shit, frigate. why am I eating this so quickly? You're like, oh, it's because it tastes so fucking good. <laughs> Did it? And then in that final moment of gasping for air, you're like, should I have risked my life to get this down my gullet so quickly? Yeah. No, it's, it's happened. It it's happened. true. Yeah, you have that brief life and death flash yeah. before your eyes, and you're like, you know what? This was worth it. They should start having a warning label in the same way that they start having a warning label on hot coffee at McDonald's or. Cancer on cigarettes, like yeah. this could go down your throat the wrong angle. Yeah, you're- you better either chew this thing up more quickly or get your throat lubed up. It's
1: <laughs> your esophagus, man. It's gonna yeah. be feeling it in the morning. I remember
0: like downing uh, Mountain Dew while I had a-, a-, a shard. I'd call it a shard yeah, sure. of a yeah. shell it's- in my it's practically throat. glass, uh, not realizing that it just. Goes around it. Mm-hmm. You have to eat other food yeah, to knock it for down. it to lo- get it dislodged. Right. Of course, it scrapes up your entire trachea down, yeah, but course. it's fine because you survive. Right, it's true. Yeah, y- yeah you need more of that like
1: greasy yeah. beef or greasy, yes. that, you know, wah, slide it down. Yeah, just,
0: just gargle
1: that beef yeah. and
0: get it down. <laughs> it's, it's, gar-
1: oh, what the fuck were we
0: talking about? We
1: were talking about you feasting like kings to celebrate okay, 100,000 yeah. views.
0: So Gargling your beef? <laughs> We were in that viral era with that one video, and that's when we came in. Well, no, you ushered in era too, right?
1: So, so the smart ones or the ones that were really consistent about mm-hmm. it ushered in the era of the original YouTuber, right? So this was the era of people who had those one-off viral hits mm-hmm. that took off, but you're the ones who kept uploading, and not just uploading, but doing it with a consistent... Brand identity or a consistent yep. tone. It was the the Jenna Marbles, right? It was the yeah. the, the Epic Meal Times. It was mm-hmm. the Ray William Johnsons equals three, right? Like you had a somewhat consistent format or sometimes yeah. a very consistent format or at least a consistent tone, a look, a style, mm. a feel and it was able to just like continue forward and people were like I want to subscribe to this guy cuz mm-hmm. he's funny. I want to subscribe to them cuz you know they are make these giant hamburgers yeah. and they make jokes about bacon. You know what you're going to get. Yeah, there's yeah. consistency there. Right. And so you defined what it meant to be a YouTuber and a YouTube content
0: creator, right? Mm.
1: Gen 3 came when there was an algorithmic switch.
0: Yes, that was 2011, 2012
1: ish time. Yep, exactly. So that was when it switched over to watch time as the primary metric. So that also meant that shorter videos started to get hurt in the algorithm. Animation, shut up cartoons and stuff like that. I mean, that was a very, this signaled the death of animation on YouTube Mm -hmm. for a while. And so instead, you had the rise of gamers, you had the rise of vloggers. We started film theory at a time when we thought that game theory was going
0: to die. Why did you think that?
1: Uh, because in the in that era, right, a typical YouTube channel lifespan was like two to four years tops. Mm. I mean, there were certain ones like you guys that were able to sustain mm. and and find success and stay on top for a long period of time. But you look at like the rise and fall of a lot of those early mm. channels. It was a two to three, maybe four, if you were lucky, year span of cresting. We're like, we've got to be, we've got to be cresting this hill. At some point, yeah. we've got to be over it at this point and so let's launch film theory as a new thing while we're at the top of our game here's a new hook in the wall mm. and this is going to be great and we're really excited about the content it feels synergistic with what we're doing and if game theory goes away we got this mm-hmm. but maybe the two channels can help each other and then gen 4 was the viner invasion <laughs> why, how, why does that get its own era well because the viner invasion symbolized the first Influx of creators who grew up with YouTube as a thing that could be achieved And so you had a generation of very smart very savvy creators who grew up Watching you who grew up watching these vloggers and these viral videos and seeing wow Look at all the views they're getting wow look at all the money. They must be making Mm. I want to pursue YouTube as a career now That brings us to the last couple years Mm -hmm. where we've transitioned into phase five phase five has been a lot of different competing interests, right? You have brand safety being like one of the most deciding elements on the platform. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, the influence of TikTok and shorts now being a huge influence. You have the rise of Mr. Beast, you know, really creating this like umbrella of content that is like aspirational that a lot of other creators want to go to. You also have the rise of all the content houses as businesses have started to come in and see like, this is a place where I can I can build my brand, right? YouTube has now become the adult in the room mm. where they are now the new television. Mm-hmm. And so TikTok is the new upcomer like YouTube was back in the day yeah. like,
0: look at where all the cool, fresh, fun videos are. And it is kind of like, uh, I do see a lot of TikTokers who want to bring their content to YouTube. Right. And they don't plan on going anywhere yeah. beyond that. But back when we first got started, it was like, oh, you're a YouTuber. Oh, you must be trying to become a TV star right? again. No, it is. It's and that's
1: exactly it. It's cyclical, right? TikTok is now, I'm the rebel in the room, but YouTube is where the money's at, and that's what's respectable and this and that, mm. right? And so you have this really interesting, like changing cycle of history. So I, I've called it like the adulting era. It's also the era where YouTubers slash content creators are expected to be multi-platform creators who are launching their own. It's not enough to just create content. You are now a business. You are an empire. You are launching your Feastables and your Mr. Beast Burger and whatever. And you you
0: have to kind of have content on on all the other platforms. Yeah, 100%. And what I do is, you know, I release this full video here on YouTube (laughs) and then- Like, um, comment and
1: subscribe. (laughs) Don't do that, actually. That's a terrible call to action. It's inefficient. You'll do none of those things.
0: Really? You shouldn't ask people to subscribe? You should ask them to do one thing and one thing only
1: because the data shows if you ask them to do too many things, they will do none of them. If you say, like, comment, and subscribe, it's meaningless because that is just a a trope that everyone washes away. But if you say something like, uh, lick that subscribe button or, Mm. you know, do something weird. Gargle that
0: subscribe button. so that It can be lubed up enough to go down your throat. (laughs) There it is. There it is. If you want. But also, you know, you could do something that's
1: even better for this man right here and that's click to watch another video. Is that more v- valuable yes. than having a uh, an increased subscriber? The system knows if you want to subscribe to the channel or not or if you're functioning like a subscriber oh, to the Oh, so channel. it'll treat
0: you like a subscriber even if you're not subscribed based on your habits with the channel? Exactly. But but
1: But all the cameras, I don't know where this camera (laughs) is focusing, but it's 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 a close-up of your crotch. (laughs) money shot right there. There's a couple of uh, legal issues that are working their way through the system right now that might impact their recommendation algorithm. If this goes through, that actually fundamentally challenges YouTube's systems around the algorithm, which suddenly means we might come back to an era where subscriptions matter again. Do you think that could be the next era if that happens? Would oh. that would that ring in the <gasps>
0: next era? Oh, that would I
1: mean that would change YouTube, that would change TikTok. I mean, that would change. Every everything. single platform. Yes. The entire
0: internet would change yes. if, if they couldn't just feed 100%. based on the algorithm. Yep. So you're across your channels, 30, how many million? I, I don't 36 million? 30, 35, 36 million. 30, yeah, not just, just a measly 36 <laughs> million subscribers. That would actually come in handy having that many subscribers because they would be fed your content. You're kind of safe regardless of what happens with this to a certain degree. I mean, you're never really safe. Like That's the theme of this episode, right? Is
1: you can feel stable in the place that you are, but you're never truly safe if you don't own every step in the process, right? When YouTube goes away, if it ever does, or if some algorithmic change happens, it hurts and it's bad, but at least you have all these other
0: hooks in the world. I think one thing that you do have going for you with all this that's very good is that you made a public announcement, which in a sense, I don't know if this is on purpose, (laughs) but it's kind of holding this company accountable Mm -hmm. for the decisions that happen Mm -hmm. and all of the success of the channels and now the entire company is based on the audience in some way. Mm-hmm. So the audience will notice if things start going to shit. Yeah, sure. You know, like yeah. 2 years from now and things are completely different and mm-hmm. they're like we know why. Yeah. It's this company. Yeah. And I don't know if that was a mistake we made or not, but we never we mm-hmm. never bothered announcing that we were selling because we're like, well, things aren't going to publicly change. We'll yeah. just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. And I don't think anyone knew. So mm-hmm. in a sense, it almost gave that company more power to do whatever they wanted right. because they were not going to be held accountable sure. for essentially yeah. destroying yeah. something
1: it's interesting that you call that out because that didn't ever really enter our minds for us doing the announcement video was so important because our audience you know like it's it's a relationship right yeah. like it, it is a community that we've been able to build and and again like we have this bank of trust with them like they've been following us for the last 10 years some of them mm-hmm. and we owe it to them to let them know like hey this is a big moment and yeah change is scary we understand that you know we're nervous too but we feel good about this and we feel like this is the best next step for us, for our team, and for this channel that you've enjoyed watching for as long as you have. And we want you along on that ride.
0: I don't think you ever got into what your original purpose for your channel was.
1: Yeah, my channel uh, came out of (laughs)
0: <laughs> what was... Like which was the, Game Theory, right? Yeah, now, Game Theory was the original. Yeah, yeah.
1: I uh, I toured around in theater for a while. I was directing and acting.
0: I didn't know you were an actor before that. I oh, didn't know yeah. that you were used to being on screen because mm-hmm. a lot of your Game Theory stuff was so analytical. I just yeah. assumed that there's yeah. a no, disconnect. I went, to, I went to
1: college for uh, theater and neuroscience, which is very Opposite different. Opposite sides of the spectrum. Very different at the time. Like, I was touring around in theater, uh, directing and acting in shows... And after about two years of touring around, it was not a lifestyle that I wanted. Like I hated living out of a suitcase. I hated you know, living paycheck to paycheck, and, and every three months being out of a job. And that instability was, was devastating for me. Mm. And so I'm like, I, this is not giving me the creative satisfaction that I'm looking for. This is not giving me the like life satisfaction that I'm looking for I need to get out. But this was also in the middle of the economic recession. And so it was no one wanted to give me a chance, right? And I'm like, no, I'm a smart guy. I, I went to college. I got straight A's. I was valedictorian in my high school. I got a perfect score in my SAT. Olive Garden wouldn't hire me.
0: Why did they say no? I Like, honestly, I don't know. They're and, like, there's just something about you.
1: Yeah, no, clearly. <laughs> I want to talk to this guy right over here. And so I started my YouTube channel as a means of something to do in between sending out resumes, in between researching for jobs, and also as as a means of showcasing to people like, hey, I can do stuff. I can research, I can use analytics and data to help grow this thing, you know, in the hopes that some media company out there would be like, "Oh, he does funny, interesting things," or, "Oh, he understands social media." And eventually, someone, uh, one of the early MCNs named Big Frame, they're like, "We don't know what's." we want to do with you, but we see that you're smart and you'll figure it out. And that was the single moment that changed everything for me. At Big Frame, I consulted for some of the biggest channels on the platform, right? Like they were a smaller MCN, they were more of a talent agency. Mm-hmm. And so they had a hundred clients and their like top channel had like two million subscribers, which at the time was like yeah. top tier. And then at one point I was shared on how much everyone was earning uh, accidentally on a document. I realized that I was Simultaneously, the most overworked employee, and also the most like I was the I was bottom of the rung, and I um, asked for more, and they're like no, mm. and and that's when I left, and so that's when I moved over to Break, mm-hmm. which then became Defy, and mm-hmm. I was their director of digital strategy there, where I was overseeing. All of the channel operations. I was optimizing some channels more than others. You guys were largely untouchable because you had your thing. Well, we it's- still
0: have meetings with you like once every week or 2 it There'd be like this this awkward boardroom kind of yeah. seating arrangement, and we'd be sitting there, and you'd come in, mm-hmm. and you'd have this presentation yeah. about breaking you know breaking down our analytics yeah. and why things were working, why things weren't, what yeah. we should be doing more of. Yeah, I would walk into these rooms with these thirty p- page decks of like graphs and
1: analytics and this and that, and bit by bit, I learned no one cared. They only cared about like the point by point bullets of like, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then they wouldn't do it. And sometimes I would get feedback from people where I would, you know, I would spent a week analyzing their data, understanding everything that they did. And I would give this hour long presentation and they'd be like, on page three, you did a bad job of photoshopping uh, my face in that car. I mean, it was it was devastating. But at the end of the day, like, that's all I could do. You know, a lot of people ignored the stuff that I did. And years later have come back to me and said, I pulled up, that 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 presentation that you did and i wish i had followed some of the things that you said mm. because my channel's fallen off or I didn't pivot fast enough, and and I see that if I had done X, Y, and Z, it would have been mm. different. So that's been really validating for me over the years. You were right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got him.
0: <laughs> I remember one specific piece of advice <laughs> so that you gave go. us uh-huh, yeah. that we blatantly disregarded. Yeah, yeah. What was that? Uh, so we were going to do this April Fool's joke. We wanted to do Smosh Hour-Long Special, yep, basically our movie. Yep. And we were like, okay, so here's what's <laughs> going to happen. We're going to do... 60 seconds of a real-ish video Mm -hmm. and then uh, we get a a mission to deliver a package and then we leave our house and we we just put on our backpacks and then we it's just one 55-minute shot of us walking with nothing happening and you're like that is going to obliterate your channel Uh that is going to destroy your channel and we're like we're gonna do it anyway yeah Uh, it has 5.5 million views now
1: wow that's not, it's pretty good, actually. But it flopped at the time. Yeah, no, it was a massive underperformance. It definitely flopped at the yeah, time. Yeah, I believe that one had two minutes of watch time. You remember? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, the, the retention graph is incredible. I have
0: never seen a, like, <laughs> more ride the bottom. Literally zero graph. minutes of watch time. There were certain things that happened because that we, we tried to fluff it up by yeah. saying little things yeah. that I don't think a single soul has ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> There are treasures in there no one has <laughs> ever seen. That video is gonna get such life
1: after this upload. <laughs> we'll by the way, see. it's gonna happen. Maybe I should dedicate a video to it. Maybe did- I should. De- maybe oh, there's really? a theory to be had. What, a flop say? theory? Maybe-
0: no, it's film theory. There's like secret Easter eggs in there. Maybe I don't know what you guys said. Was there a specific moment that you remember when it, your channel went from something that was just kind of in the background or something that became your entire? everything. I think right about now makes the most sense to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. If you've been watching this series for any amount of time, you know that therapy has been Instrumental in helping to reframe my view of the world by allowing me to feel empathy for my younger self and therefore understand who I am today better. But therapy can be customized to whatever is right for you and can be useful in helping with motivation or feelings of depression, anxiety, stress, insecurity, or whatever else you might specifically need. BetterHelp, of course, screens all their therapists to ensure that they have experience and that they're certified and licensed and provides customized therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone or speak over the phone if that's that's. that's not something that you're comfortable with. One of the things that I found out the hard way is that therapy can be expensive and the price of finding a therapist that you like can actually rack up those prices very quickly because I went from one therapist to another, trying to find one that actually clicked with me, which is why BetterHelp offers a more affordable alternative to in-person therapy where you can start communicating with your therapist in less than 48 hours. And Those are just some of the reasons why I want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode, who are giving I spent a day with viewers and listeners of the completely uncensored podcast version of the show 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Padilla. That's hel slash Padilla. Now, back to the world of MatPat. Was there a specific moment that you remember when it, your channel went from something that was just kind of in the background or something that became your entire everything? I
1: think it became my everything almost out of necessity in a lot of ways. Because I saw that I had a full time job at Defy and I had a full time job with YouTube. And I was up nights and weekends till 2, 3 in the morning doing videos. And then I would wake up at 6 in the morning the next day to drive in to work to do stuff at Defy. And because the channel Seems like it's growing quickly, and we can make it into something bigger than what it is. Let me put my eggs in that basket and, and gain skills there. And if it works, great. If not, at least I have a good resume item to to put out and hopefully get another job.
0: Was there a moment when you quit everything else? Yeah, it was a sad moment because
1: I mean, I loved working at Defy. I loved working with you guys and with uh, the All Me channel, and like it was cool to be part of something bigger. But. Yeah, it got to the point where at 3 million subscribers and doing these two full-time jobs, it's like, I've got I've to gotta hit a board. I've got to try and make this as, as good of a thing as possible. And So mm-hmm. I went full-time with it, and then Stephanie a couple months later went full-time with it. She's your wife now, but you had known her for a very long time. We met in college programming video games together. Actually. Damn, yeah, 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 you told
0: me that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, we were it's
1: Uber nerd. I mean, <laughs> oh,
0: no, no, yeah. So. Oh, you want to do something hot tonight, baby? Yeah, let's yeah, program. Late night programming <laughs> a Zelda parody. Um, it was kind of hot though,
1: I'm sure. Oh, oh certainly. No. <laughs> She's wonderful and I cannot talk about her enough because she constantly inspires me. She's also the one who taught me that it was enough to just be me. She's always the one who's there to remind me like, no, you can, you can reach out to these people. It's okay. Like, um. you don't have to be shy. Like, you don't have to put on a facade. You don't have to be MatPat all the time and, like, whoa, hey, bunny's gotten room. Like, it's, it's the, the MatPat voice. The MatPat voice came out. Hey, it's <laughs> me. You know, because for a long time, I had this thing where I had to have a persona up and I felt like I had to have something else projected out into the
0: universe. Like, with every conversation you had?
1: Yeah, with every conversation. Uh, just because I didn't feel like, people would accept me for me mm. because historically they, they really didn't and Stephanie was the first to really show me like no you are enough
0: Is it difficult to be working with your partner when all the attention is on you you know like when someone when a lot of people think about the success of the channel they might look at yeah. you being the reason for that
1: yeah no and I, and I, it hurts me a lot of times to see, Historically, how Stephanie got overlooked. There were moments, I, I distinctly remember this one party we went to at VidCon with people from Defy who, you know, were talking about us and the channel and things. And Stephanie would say stuff. And then they would have no response. And then I would say the exact same thing. And they'd be like, oh, what a great idea. That's brilliant. Oh, wonderful. We should do that. And it was so hurtful and sad for me to see. Same thing with YouTube, you know, it took a long time for me to say no, like, yes, I'm the face of the channel, and yes, I'm a very important part of this, but equally important, if not more so, is Steph, because she's behind the scenes doing all this. And it took years of beating that door and beating that drum and saying like, please pay attention to her, Mm because she has so many valid ideas, so many worthwhile things to say in the space, even beyond what I have to say, because she's approaching it from a completely different angle, listen to her and I mean I think at this point the space has matured enough and people are aware that it's not just one face one channel it's a it's yeah. a team of people behind. it's a team of editors, it's a team of businessmen, whatever who are helping make these things possible.
0: So what's next for theory for th-
1: theorists <laughs> well, what's I mean, what's I mean, next? There, there's there... been a little bit of nude right I mean like yeah, th- that's, it's yeah. been pretty big. there's been a lot happening. I mean, For the longest time, uh, we've we've always believed that you can be a theorist about anything. If you have a passion and a love Mm -hmm. for something, you are a theorist about it, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I look at our content, and we're like, uber nerds. Mm -hmm. But you look at, like, sports guys who are like dissecting like the stats around individual players and doing fantasy teams and track they're nerds too they're just nerds about sports right we're all nerds about something yeah and so i've always believed that there is room to for a theorist channel about almost anything that you could point to
0: do you think that you'll eventually get to that point with your parent company where you just start launching one about this and then this topic and then that's the goal I, honestly, like, but there's that, only four rings on your There is only four rings, so <laughs> four yeah, colors. I mean, I mean it's on your it's, ring, it's steps, it's yeah. you know, baby yeah. steps, right? Yeah, are you gonna have to start introducing more rings? <laughs> yeah, we
1: might have to squeeze a ring or two in there. We'll, we'll see how they go, okay? But uh,
0: yeah, we have the, the fourth
1: channel coming
0: soon. Are you gonna surprise launch it without telling people the topic, or are you announcing the topic today?
1: Uh, I am not announcing, <laughs> I am not announcing the topic today, but uh, there will be little ARG clues seeding okay. it out there like already people have dissected that uh, the new color is blue. Okay. And that the initials are ST. So T is theory, but spoiler alert, oh, I solved that one for you. Okay, but, so uh, S- uh, it's up
0: to the uh, audience to figure out what yeah. the S stands for.
1: I can also say that yesterday yeah. I was here in LA filming something where I got a lot of blue goo spattered all over me.
0: Oh, so it's sex theory. <laughs> 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 I figured it out. <laughs> I, I didn't get, need an ARG or any clues. Coming to RedTube Red Tube near you one of these days. In more ways than one. Mm. I must say it's so refreshing to see someone so excited about the content that they're making and the future possibilities. You know, you've been doing this for so long. How long have you been in? Over uh, a
1: decade? 12 years. At this Twelve point. years. Yeah. And
0: you are still so excited about every single thing that you're doing. I feel like that is what is keeping you and probably Steph and so many of your team young with just that that just Fueled with excitement.
1: Yeah, we I I am so lucky to be surrounded by so many talented creative people. And you know, it's it's one of those things that there's so many awesome ideas and there's so much enthusiasm for all of the stuff that we touch. And, you know, they inspire me, I inspire them. It's it's this very synergistic cycle. It's a virtuous cycle, I guess. I'm hopeful that again, with added resources and stuff, all of a sudden we're able to capitalize off of that. They're able to get the spotlight that they, you know, so deserve after years of kind of funneling through my creativity, finally they get to step out and work on some of these projects or Mm. activate on some of their ideas that they've always had. And, you know, host things or work as part of a writer's group to to produce a podcast or whatever, Mm -hmm. all of that opens up the the doors. So, and again, it keeps you young. Do
0: you have a theory about this
1: channel? What's the deal with the the painting back there? I've always wondered about the painting, but hold on. on. (laughs) Have you you noticed this? What is it? Have you you seen this? What is it? Right there. What? There's there's like a a remnant of a ring on there. There's a... And there might be a little code right there. Oh, there is a... Do you see that code? What do you think that is? No, there really is. I Wait, know. If you look at, but I actually th- never. Did she hide them? Yeah, I think she might have Did she hide okay. th- Isn't that crazy? A secret code? Yeah, a secret code. I think. He, I think there might be a conspiracy. Oh, a fuck.
0: <laughs> oh! Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to look at that later
1: because I had no idea that yeah. that was there. No, it's true. I think. I think that this painting might unlock its own secret lore to your channel. How do you feel about that? It's been behind you the whole
0: time. I had no idea that was there. It's been in every single shot for years. Years. And no one stumbled across it. There might be a theory cooking up.
1: But hey, that's just a theory of the Anthony Padilla. That doesn't roll off the tongue. That that does not roll off the tongue. I spent a day uh, with... Uh, Uh, painting theory, uh, Uh, portrait theory, uh, 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 Padilla theory, Uh, maybe maybe that could work.
0: Yeah. That's not just a theory. It's a Padilla theory. (laughs) But hey, that's just a theory, a Padilla theory, thanks
1: for watching. Can I interview you now? Like this (laughs) this is great. You know what? Sure. You know what? (laughs) Welcome, <laughs> welcome. I spent a day with Anthony Padilla, entrepreneur. We're gonna talk about his rise to success, his, his uh, sale of Defy, Keep and his up. eventual redemption mm-hmm. arc as a phoenix rising from the ashes. Mm-hmm. But first, BetterHelp. All the- <laughs> Brought to you by BetterHelp because sometimes existing is He's exhausting. Exhausted. He knows! Hashtag spot. You are a fan I, of the I, show! Yeah, of course I am!